This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. And joining us now to talk about his latest blockbuster, sure to be another big bestseller. He's only had 21 of them, is mega best-selling author, my friend Nelson DeMille. He has a brand new book that is coming out later this month. You can get it now. It is called The Maze, and it's inspired and based on the actual and still unsolved Long Island murders. Uh, done by, it looks like apparently, a serial killer. Nelson, it is really great to have you on the show. Thank you so much for being on the Rita Cosby Show. Oh, Rita, Rita, it's good to be with you. Thank you. You know, what drew you to this topic? I know you're a Long Islander, but what was the reason you were just really interested? There are so many twists and turns in this, almost like a Law & Order episode, but what really inspired you to get involved in this case? Yeah, you know, this is a 11-year-old case now. These are the Gilgo Beach murders. Uh, Gilgo Beach is on Fire Island, and it's uh, near the Hamptons. And um, just briefly, there were 10 uh, prostitutes or sex workers, if you like, who were found at different times over some months, uh, murdered and dumped in the bramble bushes on Gilgo Beach. And um, it looked like, as you said, a, a serial killer. I think people are fascinated by the fact that it was maybe so close to the Hamptons and on Fire Island. It looked like maybe an open and shut case. I mean, how can you kill 10 people and get away with it? Uh, But there was not a lot of forensic evidence. And the police sat in Suffolk County where this took place have been stymied. But I've been hearing this for about 10 years now, about 11 years. And there's been a couple of documentaries made on it. So it's become national news in a way. And a lot of people said, well, you know, they were just sex workers. Who cares? But that's not the way the police look at it. They want to find, you know, you know no matter what these people did with their lives, they were, they were murdered and justice has to be done. But, you know, to answer your question, yeah, I've been reading about it for 10 years. And as a novelist, one day I said, you know, maybe there's a way to fictionalize this and uh, look at it a different way. And uh, so that's what I decided to do. And uh, we have The Maze, which actually comes out uh, tomorrow. Congratulations, by the way. We are so thrilled. And I know you're going to have, you've had so many big blockbusters. You've had, uh, what is it, six number ones, uh, 21 New York Times bestsellers altogether. And this is another page turner. Uh, You know, I want to ask you, Nelson, do you believe having done the research, because I know you, I've seen the way you, you really dig into these stories and really get engaged in the stories. Do you believe it is the work of one person. What do you think is behind this? You know, I thought I would come to some kind of conclusion. Um, you know, I read a lot about it. It's been in the papers. Also, I have some really good contacts uh, with the Suffolk County Police. And I have some contacts with the FBI through my books that have to do with terrorism. And the FBI was involved with this. And, um, you know, every year they say, we have a suspect, or we have a person of interest, and but nothing comes of it. And uh, 
uh, you know, I'm not, not maybe not. The, I'm not sure what Holmes, but I thought, you know, uh, there's got to be something there. Uh, but apparently, every time they uh, they look into this, they they reach a dead end. And uh, unfortunately, I didn't come to many conclusions either. There was one person who was a you know possible serial killer, but then they thought, look, it could be the mafia too. And they, you know, they, they they run prostitution rings. Maybe they're dumping bodies out there. Um, but you know, I had a had to kind of synthesize and uh, and you know fictionalize the Gilgo Beach murders. And at the end, at the end, my character of John Corey gets his man, of course. But in, in real life, uh, that has not happened yet after eleven years. And everybody, we are talking to mega best-selling author Nelson DeMille. You know, you brought up uh, Detective John Corey. This is your eighth, right, John Corey book, uh, former NYPD detective. How did he come about, Nelson? Because your fans love, they're always like wondering another twist and turn. Here he kind of gets pulled out of retirement. But tell us how you came about with the original uh, time to bring him in. Yeah, you know, it's been almost 25 years, and uh, the original book was um, called Plum Island. Hey, I think I've heard of that one. That was a big hit too, Nelson. By the way, (laughs) that was that was the start of John Corey's career, and uh, that was on the New York Times list for 16 weeks. And but it was meant to be a standalone because I had only done standalones before that. I had never done a series, never really wanted to. But the fan reaction. To the John Corey character was just enormous, you know, through emails and also the reviews were great. And then I looked at my royalty statement. I said, "This guy is. I think I've hit on something here." And <laughs> so, sort of every author's dream is to come up with a, a Sherlock Holmes type of a character. And uh, but I, you know, I had to bring him back, and I did, and I put him into the uh, anti-terrorist task force. We worked with the FBI and the clash of cultures there. And we go through different now the last time we saw him uh in a book called Radiant Angel, he was in the diplomatic surveillance group, also a federal agency, work you know, part of the FBI. And then, you know, fans wanted another one. So I brought him out of retirement again. And uh now he's a young retiree, he's an old guy, he's in his early forties. And uh his old lover, Beth Penrose. Uh, comes to visit him. He's out on the North Fork of Long Island and says, I have a proposition for you, but it's not that kind of proposition. And she uh, <laughs> she gets him involved with the Gilgo Beach murders, which in my book I call the Fire Island murders. So, you know, John is back, and we know that John's going to get his man at the end. He always does. Well, listen, and and I hope that they do solve this one, and I know you do too. You know, you've you've written so many books, Nelson. Are they like children, like that you love them differently but equally, or are there some that are your favorites? Uh, they are definitely favorites, but I wouldn't say that to my children. No, I mean, yeah, <laughs> some of them, some of them I, I like better than maybe reviewers liked. Um, and uh, this, the, the reviews of this book, the you know early reviews and trade magazines, have you know made the comment that the John Corey character is politically incorrect. You know, I mean, well, I'm getting political reviews. I'm not getting literary reviews. And that's kind of frustrating in a way. But uh, uh, New York Times reviewer, I didn't see the reviews. Somebody told me, uh, he said she didn't like this character, John Corey, at all. But she wanted to finish the book. So that's a, <laughs> if you don't like the character, but you want to finish the book, obviously the author is doing something right. But it's just interesting that 
you know, there's two, two Americas out there. You know, west of the Hudson, you know, you got people who uh, love this kind of hard-driving, politically incorrect character who gets the job done. And then there's, there's woke people uh, who don't like him. But, I mean, secretly, I think their guilty pleasure is they like to read about John Corey. They like to know there's somebody out there. And his partner, Beth Penrose, the hard-driving homicide detective with Suffolk County. And, um, you know, with the defund the police and all that's happened since the first John Corey, there's some, you know, anti-police sentiment. So you're going to get those kinds of reviews. But, okay, I take them the grain of salt. I mean, you know, and I, you know, I kind of laugh all the way to the bank sort of thing. Um, but, they're, you know, I, have, I know who my fans are. I know who I'm writing to, uh, writing for. So, uh, you know, if you like if you like guys who uh, are a bit politically incorrect to get the job done, then uh, The Maze would be a good good read. Well, it's going to be a blockbuster read. Before I let you go real quick, um, of course, everybody knows your great book, The General's Daughter, that was made, of course, into a big feature film, John Travolta, Madeline Stowe. Um, you know, I've had the honor of knowing you, Nelson, and you have had like a great, great military career as well. Um, you know, you were a combat decorated U.S. Army veteran. How how has that shaped you and shaped your view of this country? Well, that's a good question. You know, I was it was a different time. Um, it was the '60s, and that's all you need to say about it. It was the '60s. I came back from Vietnam after spending a year in combat, and it was not a good homecoming. It was uh, I, I kind of got. Um, I got very uh, angry at the country, and I got very angry at uh, the politicians. Uh, I didn't, you know, I didn't draw any conclusions in terms of just a, a just war or just a, uh, you know, a, a colonial war, if you will. And I, I examined both those issues in uh, my book, uh, Upcountry, and also my book, Word of Honor. My only two Vietnam books. Uh, it's complex. Looking back on it with hindsight. You know, I think it was the right war at the right time, and uh, and I, I'm not a, I'm, and I'm unapologetic about that. And uh, I think those men who fought there and, and, and the men and women who were fighting the war on terrorism are, are heroes, and uh, that's that's the way I would um, that's the way I would write it if I was going to write it again. Absolutely. By the way, 1,000%. I agree with you. Well, Nelson DeMille, I think you have another big bestseller. Again, it comes out tomorrow, everybody. It is called The Maze, and it is extremely timely, of course, about the Gilgo Beach murders. And you definitely, whether uh, whether you're woke or you're not woke, you heard from uh, Nelson, you're going to be awake and you're going to want to read this book. <laughs> so it is an awesome one. And I know it's, uh, I've already read a part of it and it's a blockbuster, Nelson. So thank you so much and always love having you here on the show, Nelson. Thank you, Rita. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.